Hello, and welcome to my podcast, From Trauma to Triumph. I am Leah Bandola and your host. My mission is to help people heal their past so that they can unleash their brilliant future. I am a trauma release specialist, empowerment coach, and cognitive behavior therapist. I am also a published author with three book publications and a professional speaker. This podcast delves into the world of trauma, and it is a big world. There are so many aspects to trauma and how it affects us in our lives, and each episode will give you more information, examples, stories, and strategies to help you understand trauma better and how to release the hold that it has on us. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, my beautiful people. I'm back and so happy to be bringing you season two of this podcast. I've had a pretty long hiatus and of course there has been lots going on in the world in the last few months and currently. This is the month of love and while I don't buy into all the commercialism associated with Valentine's Day, I am glad it gives people pause to think about how they are experiencing love in their own lives. Not necessarily in a romantic sense, but just in general. I believe we need to do this every day though, not just select days of the year. Love takes so many forms and is associated to some really big feelings in some cases. My belief is that love is at the base of how we live our lives, the abundance of it and the lack of it. I think it was Tim McGraw that said, love is a verb in one of his songs, true. And it is also a mindset and who we are. If you only believe that love is a feeling and we think it just hits us, well, you may be missing out. Of course, we have all experienced that overwhelming feeling of love, especially towards a child, a significant other, a parent, um, and other people who we really care about in our lives. And we may have experienced it towards things, food, Hello, have you ever had a true Neapolitan pizza? Oh my. Or whatever your food loves are. Bacon wrapped filet mignon also makes my heart go pitter patter. It can come from nature, a spectacular vista, the ocean, flowers, forest. You can sometimes feel the love in your heart when you're in that space. It can come from incredible music, paintings, and on and on. I know my husband might say he gets it from watching great athletes or sports events. I want to focus today's talk on the mindset and identity of love, though, because at the end of the day, this is what will have you experience the feeling in the moment for things that we may not really think about associated with love and truly for even the things or people that may not inspire the love to just happen, if you know what I mean. This might be a bit of a paradigm shift for some of you. Here in Ontario right now, uh, and of course, many other parts of the world, we are seeing the opposite of the mindset of love. We are seeing in some circumstances, the mindset of hate, winning, cancel culture, being right over being open, impatience, anger, frustration, and more. And I'm sure most of us can say that on an individual level, we have had um, times in our lives 
that we've had those very same mindsets. Belief patterns will definitely bring out the worst in us sometimes. And having said that, a different set of beliefs can bring out the best as well. So let's look at what a mindset of love might look like. If you remember in the last season, if you are a regular listener, I talked about the map of consciousness quite a bit. The refresher. This is a scale that was developed by Dr. David Hawkins and represents the levels of emotion and energy states we may experience at any given moment. The higher levels, including um, in descending order, enlightenment, peace, joy, love, reason, acceptance, willingness, neutrality, and courage. Last season, I did talk a lot about the levels in the lower part that cause us a lot of issues and keep us stuck. Um, because often with trauma, stress, relationship issues, they are the very emotional levels that create so many challenges in life. And they are the things like shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear, desire, uh, anger, and pride. <clears throat> but they all, if you're experiencing those, um, you know, there is no good or bad here. It's just knowing where you are. Because if you are experiencing, you know, a lot in the lower registry then you know you can get up to the higher registry as you move up those levels uh, and it really is just all about the, the awareness so um before we can experience love which is right up there it's only four from the top um we do need to experience the other levels first though so right before love on the scale is reason where we can see meaning and have understanding. We need to come to a place of acceptance first, though, which is the next one down or up, you know, before. So I'm kind of going in descending order. Um, whether it is for a circumstance, an experience, people, including ourselves, or most importantly, ourselves, this is where forgiveness happens and we can have harmony in our world. Before that, we need to have a willingness to see things differently to explore different avenues and to allow others to have different viewpoints from ours. Here we will feel optimism and this is where hope lives. And before that, we have to get to a place of neutrality, feeling like we are okay. Not only, uh, not totally invested in one side or way or another. We feel trust, even if we don't know what lies ahead. We can trust that we will be okay and we will manage whatever happens. And trust of others, of course. At this state, we might feel things are satisfactory. Not great, not horrible, you're just kind of coasting. And just above the crossing line into the upper registry is courage, without which you will never get to any of the higher levels. And not necessarily in a big hero sense, but that little bit of courage that you might have to speak up or be vulnerable, try something new, talk to someone, get close to someone, let your guard down. Those acts of courage are what move us up the ladder. We feel affirmation here. I'm doing the best I can. I'm enough. I am worth it. Here is the sense that something is feasible or possible. I pulled out an amazing book that really explains this. 
And usually I give you a resource at the end of the episode, but this one is so good. I want to read you some passages from it that really illustrate what, what I've been saying here. It's called Love for No Reason, Seven Steps to Creating a Life of Unconditional Love by Marcy Shimoff. Marcy also has her first bestseller uh, called Happy for No Reason, which is also a fantastic resource. Honestly, the, this is a pair of books that you definitely want to have in your library. At the very top of this book jacket, um, on the inside cover, it says, what if you can live, sorry, i got to put the glasses on because, man, that is teeny weeny print there. What if you could live life in a state of unconditional love all the time? If you could love people, not because they fill your needs or because they love you, but because you're connected to a state of pure love within yourself. What if you could bring the highest and best part of yourself to your family and friends, to your work, to your community, and even to the things that you find most challenging in your life? Now, how does that sound? I think it sounds pretty compelling to me. And honestly, I think this, you know, love for no reason really introduces a new paradigm that love as an inner state of being uh, that you can access at any time and in any circumstance. In this state, instead of trying to get love from the outside, you bring love to everyone and everything around you. Wow. Imagine if we approach if we approach life and all that's in it with that perspective. She goes on to say, this program empowers you to bring an open heart and unconditional love to every aspect of your life, including your relationship with yourself, your family, your friends, and your work. You'll learn how to break through boundaries that block love's flow. Whether these are past negative experiences, limiting beliefs about love, judgments or self-doubt and I'm going to add to that trauma which you know some of those things definitely uh, are as a result of trauma that just resonates so much for me and the work that I do as these are the very things that keep us stuck in so many parts of our lives and are all in that lower registry of the map of consciousness uh, the book starts with an amazing passage that I want to read to you and this passage is actually um, by uh, Emmett Fox, um, 20th century author and teacher. It says, there is no difficulty that enough love will not conquer, no door that enough love will not open, no gulf that enough love will not bridge, no wall that enough love will not throw down. It makes no difference how deeply seated may be the trouble, how great the mistake, sufficient realization of love will resolve it all. If only you could love enough, you would be the happiest and most powerful being in the universe. Whew. Aye, that really touches my heart. And something that, you know, I, I, in the work I do, I, um, try to teach people to do a little more of, but of course, everything that I teach or help people with, 
I have either <laughs> worked on for myself or am a work in progress for myself. And I think with what's happening in the world right now, maybe this is why this is just resonating so strongly for me, and I'm hoping it will for you as well, is that we're not seeing maybe, certainly not in a publicly open way, uh, a lot of expressions of love, and we might be seeing a lot of the opposite. And I know that it is causing so much distress for so many people. And when we stay focused in that state of fear, hate, um, scarcity, uh, injustice, and listen, I'm not saying <laughs> that, you know, we shouldn't fight for things that we believe are um, our rights um, or that um, we shouldn't try to affect change. Like, absolutely, this is the... the beautiful thing of living in this part of the world is that we do have um, those rights here. However, what I am talking about is just the way that it may be perceived, the way it's being um, shown <laughs> with it, the, you know, the, the whole fight sort of mentality um, just begets more of that. And so, I'm just hoping that there's enough of us that will rely on love to not just get us through what we're going through right now, but also to help us to effect change that we need to have um, or we want to see in our own lives. So it really is a, a pretty big paradigm shift. Um, and, you know, honestly, I... Uh, I think this type of thing should be required reading in schools. Imagine how different your life might have been if you learned this as a child. So let me tell you about the seven doorways to love that Marcy uh, has in her uh, book. It's really basically what the whole book leads to this. I'm just going to give you the, um, the synopsis or the Reader's Digest um, view here, but I would highly recommend that you go and, and pick up this book. So the doorways to love for uh, no reason and the love keys is number one, the doorway of safety, being in the here and now, your connection to Mother Earth, the physical world, and your material life. Get grounded. Take time to plant yourself in the present moment by slowing down, spending time in nature, and connecting with the earth. And also your sense of support. Feel more inner security and safety by being aware of the ways you're already supported in life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Number two, the doorway of vitality. Turning up the juice your connection to your body, your vital energy, and your feelings. Give your body true nourishment. Supply your love body with high quality fuel. Eat, breathe, exercise, and delight in ways that increase your prana or life force. And I would just want to add here that I am in a program right now where that is the focus. And I am truly nourishing my body and my mind and my soul in many ways. 
and I have never felt better in my entire life. So, yep, this stuff really does work. Uh, and the second point under that, uh, that doorway of vitality is to feel your feelings. Experience your feelings directly and completely instead of suppressing or venting them. Number three, the doorway of unconditional self-love. Loving yourself no matter what. Your connection to your sense of self, your will, and your authentic power. Love the unlovable in yourself. And boy, is that a hard one to do. <laughs> Practice self-compassion, self-forgiveness, and self-acceptance to bring the vibration of love to your own being just as you are. Honor your power. Take responsibility for your own experience of life and of love. And as I said, the, the, this is not easy to do. Um, and I know that most of you have heard the adage of, you know, you need to love yourself first before someone else can love you. And, and you know what, sometimes we hear these things and we go, right, <laughs> easier said than done. Um, but there's lots of practices that you can do to start to um, create that self-acceptance. <coughs> Pardon me. Number four, the doorway of openness. Living with an open heart, your connection to others and the world. Give yourself fullness. Expand your heart by being compassionate, kind, altruistic, and forgiving. Give what you have and not more. Let love in. Boost your ability to receive love through practice. Make a habit of gratitude, appreciation, and opening your heart through awe and awe as in age, ah. <laughs> Number four, or sorry, I think that's five. One, two, three, four, five. The doorway of communication, coming from compassion. Your connection to your speech, your expression, and your ability to hear others. Speak the language of love. Express yourself as an agent of love, communicating what's true for you, including your feelings and needs. Hear from the heart. Listen empathetically for the subtitles. That's the between the lines stuff. What's really being said beneath others' words? And number six, the doorway of vision. Seeing with the eyes of love. Your connection to your inner wisdom, your intuition, and beauty, truth. Sorry, I'm turning the page. There we go. Look for the beauty, see the perfection in imperfection and recognize the same spirit in everyone. Did you all remember the podcast for my regular listeners and those of you that may have not heard it? I invite you to go back and have a listen where I talked about the perfection of imperfection. And trust your inner wisdom. Pay attention to your heart's promptings which come to you as inner knowing or flashes of intuition. And last, but certainly not least, number seven, the doorway of oneness, connecting to wholeness. Your connection to wholeness, grace, and the divine. Plug into presence. Tune your satellite dish to the divine by making time for stillness. Meditate or pray each day, especially in the morning. Surrender to grace. 
let go and trust the cosmic GPS to put you in the right place at the right time. Well, I don't know about you, but boy, I feel like, I don't know, so hopeful, so calm, just kind of reading that and thinking, wow, if I put that into practice every day, honestly, I, I truly believe that if things could be blown up around us and if we come at it from this paradigm or this perspective, we will manage it in such a much better way. And then think about this. If we all started to do even a little bit of this, how different would the world look and be? So the last thing I want to leave you with from Marcy Shimoff's book um, is, and then again, this is all, she goes into much more depth. So th this is just sort of summary, but um, it's um, uh, the three love themes. These three themes are the love for no reason mantras. Keep them in your mind and heart. They'll help you make the all important paradigm shift that's the foundation of living a life of unconditional love. Love theme number one, love is who we are. Love isn't just something we feel for others. It's who we are. It's the thread that makes up the fabric of your life. When you stop looking for love in a certain form coming from certain people and realize that you're surrounded by actually or composed of love you relax and your energy expands you let go of the feeling there's a limit to love and i have to get mine that's the attitude of of the you know other mindset instead you experience the ocean of love flowing within you to enjoy and give to others love theme number two the purpose of love is or sorry the purpose of life is to expand in love if you ever feel unsure of what you're supposed to do in a situation, here's a good rule of thumb. Always do what leads to greater love. Love is your job description, no matter what you do for a living. If you put giving and receiving love at the top of your priority list, you'll definitely experience more everyday success and raise the quality of your life. And love theme number three, the heart is the portal to love. Your heart is your ticket to experiencing love for no reason. If it's open, love flows freely, both in and out. If it's closed, even with the best intentions, you'll have a hard time being loved or being loving. Try pouring water in or out of a jar. If the lid is on, it's a simple case of physics. So keeping this love theme in mind, will help you focus your attention on what opens your heart. When your heart feels open, expanded, and light, then you know you're on the right track for greater love. When it's shut down, tight, or heavy, you know you're going in the direction of less love. Whenever you need to, you can choose to shift your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors so they support the opening of your heart. I can't say enough about this book. Honestly, I know you, you hear me talk about a lot of books and some of them have truly been life changing for me. Uh, this one at this time, and I thought how appropriate for the love month, um, I think is really 
a, a big shift for a lot of us in how we view love and what we expect from love. Uh, so uh, I hope I hope you resonate with it as well. Um, you know, it's never too late to change the trajectory of your life and how you experience it. This is just one possibility to shifting your viewpoint and seeing love in a whole new light. And more importantly, changing how you feel every single day. It is such a pleasure to be talking to you again. Coming down the pike, I have some amazing guests that will come on to talk about their own trauma and their tips, skills, and expertise on how to manage not only trauma, but life in general. So there's lots more to come in season two. And remember, every single day, grab a little love, peace, and joy. We will talk again. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow me so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to go deeper in your healing, you can book a free discovery session with me and learn more about my unique strategy to unlock the real you through my Unearth, Uncover and Unleash three-part system to discover and heal your past and present trauma and become empowered to live your best life. Go to my website, lifelessons.ca, or contact me directly at leah at lifelessons.ca to book your session. You can also find me on social media. My links are all on my podcast page. And while you're there, I would love it if you would leave a review, good or bad. I want to know how I can make this podcast just what you need it to be. And if you love it, I definitely want to hear that. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Until next time, grab some joy wherever you can. Bye for now.